Welcome to the Strategic Living Podcast, a program dedicated to helping you achieve personal healing, discover your strategic purpose, and lead with maximum impact. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the strategic influencer in you. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here is your next level mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Living Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 322 of the Strategic Living Podcast. I am delighted and honored to have you with us today. As you know, our goal is to connect with your heart, captivate your mind, and help you see the possibilities that are available to you this year. Today, we're talking with Dale Young on how you can become a transformed leader. Let's get started. Well, I'm super excited today to introduce you to a friend. This is someone that uh, we've only recently connected, connected, but we've been in the same circles and, and in some of the same groups and some of the same environments for a very long time, actually. And uh, Dale and I had lunch not too long ago, and it was obvious to both of us that there was definitely congruence and, and camaraderie and consistency between our passion, our message, the things that we're really searching to do and, and, and helping people. And I tell you what, it's just a, an awesome thing that I get to have him not only on the program, but actually in the studio. Dale's passion is to help business leaders live with heart, live with integrity, and absolutely have significance in their world. Since 2011, he's been working as a professional life and leadership and Christian coach and has had a massive impact on so many people around the DFW Metroplex and around the nation. Uh, He's connected with some of the greatest organizations. You're going to hear about that in a moment. And just absolutely the kind of leader I want you to know, because I believe he has something to say that, that will be transformative in your life. Hey, Dale. Welcome to the Strategic Living Podcast. It's great to have you in my studio. Brian, it's great to be here. I am honored and I am humbled to be here today with you. Well, I tell you what, I'm I'm honored that you're here. I really am. Uh, you had to drive a little ways. I mean, you know, anything north of I-20 in Dallas is a long way for me because I live way down here. Uh-huh. But thank you for coming in. Uh, there's something special about eyeball to eyeball, face to face. Uh, heart to heart, where it, it's just neat to be able to have a conversation with somebody of like mind and talk about the things that we know God's called us to do. So uh, tell us a little bit about you, about your background. Give our folks a little bit of a, a backdrop and backstory on Dale Young. Okay. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> so I come out of the IT world and I spent more decades computer in computer geek, computer geek. There you I go. Spent more, more decades in IT than I care to, to name right now. Uh, first I was a nerd myself. Then I managed nerds <laughs> and then I became a consultant, a nerd consultant. And then I managed nerd consultants. And then I moved actually into the executive ranks and was a director for quite a while. So, uh, that kind of was my, my professional trajectory, but Really, God was just saying that I had something bigger and something deeper and something that really impacted people more. And so that was really the heart there that really got to me. Um, And that led me eventually into coaching. So Okay. Yeah. So So as as you began to discover that you had something 
to give in the area of coaching, mentoring, and and supporting the executives and the the leaders and the entrepreneurs, different ones you inter- interface with. What was that process like for you? How did you sort of come to that discovery? <laughs> really, the the whole thing was I learned about life coaching as a profession probably about 2007, okay? okay. And I looked at it very seriously, and I said, this is not for me because it's too secular. Ah, uh, uh, okay. And so I just kinda, you were one of those. I just kind of put it on the shelf, you know, and I said, if God's not in it, I'm not in it. So, you know, I, <laughs> I put it on the shelf. And I was walking through Half Price Books in the summer of 2009, and this book fell off the shelf and hit me on the head. At least figuratively, it felt that way anyway. Yeah. And the book was titled Christian Coaching, and it's by Gary Collins, and it's how to blend the Christian side with the coaching side. I took it home. I devoured it in two days, and I just loved it. And it was one of those things. It was life-changing for me. And so I started investigating. I started getting into Professional Christian Coaching Institute, which is a great school that brings both the Christian aspect and the ICF certified coaching aspect to it. I got my first certification in 2013. I was still working full-time in IT at the time um, and uh, basically got my second certification in 16. And I've just been, since about 16, I've been half-time in IT up until this year. And this year I took the step away uh, to go full-time into, into coaching. Man, there, there's so much you just said there that I want to unpack. Um, let, let's first tackle, I hope I can remember all these things. Let's first tackle the uh, the contradiction that you felt uh, with coaching not being a spiritual deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty interesting the way you said that. And, and I, I chuckle because uh, on our program, m- people that listen to me and know me know that we've talked about this so many times that there is this uh, undue and unnecessary separation between the pulpit and the pew. There's there's too much of a chasm between what we have called ministry and marketplace, and all these. You and I very much agree on these points, right. and uh, and so it, it seems like, thankfully, now in 20, 2018, that we're we're beginning to get some traction and moving away from that station where more people are embracing the idea that there is no separation. Uh, you're not either in ministry or in the marketplace. You are absolutely, you know, a minister. You are a person who has access to and the capacity to impact the lives of people wherever it is that you are, whether it's whether you're an employee, a business owner, uh, whether you're an artist or what, wherever you're at, there's something for you to do there. So I'm I'm grateful to know that you made the switch and got got that figured out. <laughs> uh, in your coaching, uh, you began as a general life coach, which is kind of the path that most people take. I happen to know that you focus so much now on leadership development, which is a huge passion for me as well. Right. Uh, my entire ministry and business career has been around developing leaders. Mm-hmm. Where did you kind of begin to migrate toward that particular niche what drew you into that was it because of your corporate experience or just because of the need you saw really it was probably around 2015 or thereabouts that uh, I could see that possibly the IT side was going to start shutting down Mm -hmm. and it was really one of those things that God just laid it on my heart that you know as a life coach Dale you're not going to have the impact that you can have if you coach leaders Mm -hmm. and that was really what was on my heart 
And I looked at it. I said, okay, I've got, you know, 30, 40 years of corporate experience. I've got director experience. Uh, I've been a VP. I've been part of a startup. I've been part of huge corporations. You've got a lot of experience in the corporate world that you don't want to throw away. There's a lot of good stuff out there. And uh, also, way back in the 2000 type time frame, I'd done a lot of training with John Maxwell. Now, mm-hmm. that was before he got his John Maxwell coaching st- stuff sure. going. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did a lot of training there. I was really into that. I've always devoured leadership books and leadership programs and things like that. And so I started looking. It's like, well, good grief, Dale. You've got all this leadership stuff in you. Why not use it, right? So L- Let me point this out because you, you said something key right there. Our natural propensities the things we're we're naturally drawn to many times are an indication of where we're headed and so for all of those years you were naturally drawn to leadership development materials growing yourself as a leader right. understanding the principles of leadership as it related to both corporate or whatever and but at that time that you were consuming those things you weren't necessarily it wasn't on your radar that you would be coaching leaders but isn't it interesting how your natural propensity was preparing you ultimately for that deal. Talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. And one of the key verses I have is Proverbs 29, 15 in the King James Version, where there is no vision, the people perish. Yes. It's the role of the leader to cast that vision and to to set the trajectory for the organization. And that organization could be a corporation, could be just an athletic team, it could be a family team. Yeah, And so you got to set that vision. And I've always been drawn to the vision, purpose, mission. When you talk about vision, purpose, mission, uh, Brian, it's just one of those things that I, I naturally resonate with that. We are on the same wavelength when it comes to that. And so for me, uh, really the whole interest in leadership developed really in about the 2000 to 2004 timeframe when I had, I was part of a startup company and in 2000, we went from zero to like, um, I don't know, 16 million in revenue because we were in the hardware business, basically, hardware and consulting. Mm-hmm. And so meteoric growth. And then we turned around and uh, we were actually named top uh, number 10 on the entrepreneur top 100 fastest growing companies in the U.S. that year for, for 2000. And then... As we grew, we started with 10 people. We got up to like 35 or something, and it was like just massive no vision, right? It was like nobody was on the same page. Uh, The leadership of which I was part of, okay, so I I have to take a lot of fault with it. We just didn't cast the vision. We didn't get everybody on the same page. And, And when it came around, we ended up having to shut the company down in three years to avoid bankruptcy. And that really that really got to me to have to shut down something that had had such potential and such, such growth, uh, area there, you know? And so I really, um, and that was the time I was getting into the Maxwell leadership and, and really getting into the leadership books. And it was like, why, what happened? What went wrong? You know, and kind of dissecting and analyzing, you know, I'm, I'm from the IT world. I'm a nerd. <laughs> there comes that nerd thing again. <laughs> you know, what What went wrong? How can we fix this? How can we do better? And so then I uh, actually went into a new company. Uh, and in two, about three years later, 2007, I put together a team. We went into a uh, company down in Houston, 
set up that team there in Houston and did over a million dollars of consulting revenue that year was just that team. And then the thing I'm most proud about is that that team, the, the various iterations of that team, they're still going strong today in that company 10 yeah. years later. Yeah, that's awesome. That's legacy. And that's, you know, uh, fruit that lasts uh, is evidence of a really powerful foundation and root system. You did it right. You built that one right. Right. And so that's very good. Let me ask you this. Um, and I, I just feel it's kind of take a little turn here. Mm-hmm. As it relates to what you just mentioned about building teams, how important is it in your mind the the component of relationships and right connections in the context of either building a team in the corporate world or building relationships around you, a support system around you if you're an entrepreneur? What what has been your experience as it relates to relationships? Well, Leadership is all about the relationships. Matter of fact, any type of teamwork at all is about the relationships. Uh, the transformational leadership that I'm certified in, the the book name is actually called Relational Leadership. The guy talks about on one end of the spectrum, you have the people that are more relational, okay, and they have they they care more about the people and about getting along and making sure no feelings are hurt, mm-hmm. and maybe they don't quite get the job done all the time, right? And on the other end of the spectrum are the transactional people, the nerdy people like myself, the analysts, the people that really care about getting the job done, getting it done right, but they don't actually necessarily always pay attention to the relationship. And so to be relational, it doesn't mean that you change where you are on the spectrum. What it means is that you can deal with either end of the spectrum and you can just keep, you can keep that broad range going, okay? And so by learning just that simple tool right there, uh, you can actually improve the whole relationship with the team. If somebody on one end is not getting along with somebody on the other end, you'd simply go to both of them and you say, hey, you know, Mary, you know, Tom is more transactional. You you have to flex a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tom, Mary's more relational. You have to you have to give to her. You know, you have to be uh, friendly to her and, and actually say hello and yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> things like that. So, and just by getting those tools into the culture and helping people to understand it, things get better. And then you add other tools on top of that, things like social covenant and things like that. And things just naturally get a lot better over time. That's great. So uh, you mentioned transactional or uh, transformational leadership. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an actual program I think that Ford Taylor created some time ago. And uh, tell me a little bit about that. What what are you doing with that? Is that something you're facilitating, teaching, training? How does right. that work? So Ford Taylor created the program probably about two thousand two thousand two type time frame or something like that. They have been doing stand up training seminars and they've been doing business consulting during this whole time. Uh, Just last year, January of 17, they actually started a coaching component, okay? And I was actually in the first wave of coaches to be certified by the Transformational Leadership Foundation. So so I'm actually currently the only certified Transformational Leadership coach in Texas. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a pretty big state. Uh, Yeah. 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 Actually, we're our own country, but who's who's counting, right? (laughs) Exactly. So transformational leadership, one of the things that I do, of course, I coach around it and I 
I will work one-on-one with people around the, the tools there. Uh, but the other thing is they've got a package program they call Transformational Leadership On Demand. And with that program, it's got a video-based series, okay, where Ford Teeler actually teaches the lessons, mm-hmm. okay? And then you watch the videos. You watch 30 minutes to an hour worth of videos each week, and then we meet for an hour and a half or thereabouts uh, during a group session to really drive home the learning. The, the thing that I say about the transformational leadership, there's a lot of leadership books out there that will tell you the why and the what, okay? Yes. Transformational leadership tells you the how. It gives you practical, hands-on tools for how to go about doing things. Tell me who this is for. Is this for, um, is this for the C-suite executive, the, the CEO, or is it for really anyone in a leadership function or role within a, a community or within a, a church or within a, um, a corporation, small business? How, who, who is this a fit for? This is actually a fit for anybody that's in any type of leadership role. Okay, okay? great. It really does. It fits everybody. Uh, even if only, the only leadership you're doing is within your family, it's still, wow. it still fits. Okay. Matter of fact, Ford Taylor uses a lot of personal examples through, through his training. He talks a lot about how he used these tools with his daughters growing up and that soothes over a whole lot of family issues and family dynamics. Well, that aligns very closely with my philosophy. I believe, uh, you know, somebody says, are leaders born, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they better be, or they're not going to be a leader ever because mm-hmm. they have to be born first. Right. Uh, but I, I believe every person is created by the designer to exercise leadership influence and have impact in some place. It could be something as simple as in the home. It could be in their community. It could be in the local church, for example. Uh, but then there's a lot of people that you and I have uh, a real desire to help that that transition over into ministry in the marketplace, where they they find themselves in places of influence yes. in government or in maybe in you know communications or media or entertainment or wherever they have wherever they have a platform from which they can exercise some form of leadership and influence. And I find that most people, and I, I'm going to speak honestly and and pretty direct here. Most people who have come up in and around a Christian uh, worldview or environment or a church world, as we would call it, ha- are ill-equipped, really, as it relates to functional leadership. Uh, we have a lot of things that we believe in theory, but we've not learned how to apply biblical principles and bring those across to practical application in the marketplace. So what I hear you saying is, is that this is for really anybody who recognizes I have a leadership role to play. Correct. Correct. Matter of fact, what does John Maxwell say that leadership is? It's influence. Leadership is influence. Simple as that. Do you have influence with at least one other person in your life? Yeah. Everybody does at some level, right? So this program, Transformational Leadership, is not, it's not a, a corporate team building exercise per se, although there are tools that will help with that. This is this is about developing and growing the individual leader. Absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. Matter of fact, about the first half of the book deals more with you as an individual than it does with a team. Yeah. Okay. And then the second half gets more into teamwork type things. Uh, but yeah, the, the whole thing 
about leadership and about that is that it can really magnify your influence and it can take you to the next level. I want to circle back around to this in a moment and, and kind of make people aware of how they can maybe engage with this. Cause I, I talk to a lot of people in my audience, Dale, that are hungry for growth. They want to learn. In fact, I, I hope I'm attracting a culture of people that truly want to grow and learn and become more effective leaders. That's really what we're about here. In fact, our tagline for years has been trans- transforming minds, developing leaders. Simple right. as that. Right. Uh, so all of that said, I want to circle back around to that, but I want to ask you this question. Uh, there, This, kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, this idea that we all have not only the capacity, but quite honestly, we're designed for leadership. We're designed to have influence. We're designed to make a lasting impact during our lifetime here. Uh, you and I, of course, have a very strong Christian worldview. Uh, the Bible, in my opinion, is the greatest success book, the greatest leadership book, the greatest wisdom book ever written. Absolutely. And and one of the, the key things that's in there is, is that we are designed meaning we have a designation as being salt and being light. Mm-hmm. Salt is pointless if you don't add it to something. Right. But when you do add it to anything, it's going to absolutely impact the the environment to which it's introduced. Same thing with light. It is imp- Darkness has no power to overcome light, yet light overpowers darkness every time. Absolutely. And so there's this, this metaphorical view of leadership that no matter if you're a, if you're a school teacher— if you're a university professor, if you're uh, a singer and you have a big music career, or if you're an actor on Broadway or in film, if you are a, a leader in government, an elected official or whatever, uh, these various components of, of, of culture in our world, all of them are in desperate need of salt and light. What I'm really saying is all of them are in need of what I would call principle-centered godly leadership. And so as you as you think about and as you've been kind of navigating this for the last 10 years or so, how do you see the marketplace? And what like is there a is there still a massive gap there? Is there still a massive chasm where leadership is needed? Or are you seeing a little bit more of uh, an influence there by way of good people coming around and, and exercising influence? You know, that's a really tough question. Uh, I don't know that I've got a wide enough view to make general statements. What I will say is I have seen a whole lot more friendliness towards the marketplace ministry yeah. movement here lately. Uh, I think I've heard maybe you, maybe some other people talk about there seems to be kind of a reformation approaching yeah. in terms of bringing more Christ-centered values into the marketplace, bringing more uh, Good Samaritan acts into yeah. the world. Yeah. So I, I see that for sure. Now, whether that's general enough or if it's still localized to what I'm seeing, I don't really, I don't really know that I want to say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's totally fair. I, I will tell you that over the last five years, God's blessed me to to be able to be introduced to a world that I wasn't, I, I would say I didn't know existed maybe. Mm-hmm. I had an idea that it was out there, but I had never personally been exposed to it. And over the last five, six years, I've met hundreds, Dale, hundreds 
of high-level leaders. I'm talking about very successful business owners, C-suite executives, I mean, doctors, lawyers, I mean, you name it, from every kind of background you can imagine. And these people are, are believers, and they, they facilitate their businesses around principles that are absolutely God-centered and, and based and word-centered and based. Right. But they they have this incre- interesting capacity to do it without being weird. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think, you know, to some degree that's a part of our challenge. I think we we can be we need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, meaning we can go in and have incredible influence and impact in a culture or in an environment without necessarily being, you know, spooky and weird. We can bring Jesus to people in my language mm-hmm. without necessarily throwing the Bible at them or knocking them over the head, you know? So I, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by what you're doing. I'm encouraged to see that there are more and more people. I was, I was so excited to meet you the day I met you at the <laughs> restaurant because it's just like more and more people are coming into this orbit of mine, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. Here's another one, yeah. you know? And I'm, I'm seeing the convergence of ministry marketplace. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was telling you a while ago before we started the recording I was just in Redding, California. Uh, most people who are Christians would know of Bethel Music. Mm-hmm. They're they're a really prolific worship team, and and they put out a lot of great music and things like that. Great music. It's incredible church. Uh, they're doing things in what I would refer to as a, a real kingdom kind of a, a way. And uh, for the last five or six years, they've been doing something called Heaven in Business, where they are intentionally bringing business leaders together. Uh, Doctors, lawyers, construction workers—I mean, you know, you—I can't even begin to talk about all the different industries. But they're—they're they're empowering and emboldening us to take what's in us and actually do the deal we've been talking about in theory for a lot of years, and that is to go be salt and light. Just right. go out there and be who you are. And do what you do, and and quite honestly, be light. And uh, it is it was so encouraging to me to see that happening. And uh, so I just say to you, thank you for uh, jumping in. I'm glad, I'm glad you took this leap of faith last year. And I know it's a leap of faith to walk away from a a very long and successful career and and the security of that to engage what could be called a higher calling. Uh, because now we're in the trenches, and we're 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 privileged to come alongside of leaders and help them to become all. Yeah, great it, stuff. It's it's very definitely a calling on my life for sure because God has been leading me through this whole thing, mm-hmm. and uh, frankly, there's pieces of it that just scare me to death. But you know, <laughs> fear, fear, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is walking through it anyway. Right. That's great. That's exactly right. And, and so. And, and you're talking about doing things so that they're not weird and such like that. Um, the transformational leadership is actually really uh, a good way to do that because it's all based on biblical principles. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily preach those principles yeah. right up front. I mean, it's, yeah. it's actually presented in a very secular format. You could take this into any corporate boardroom anywhere yeah. and it would just be accepted because it's good solid common sense, just like the Bible. So you and I come across people all the time that want to engage 
a new level. They they recognize, in fact, uh, the day this podcast is going to, to air to our audience, uh, we will be conducting our one-day workshop on maximum impact. Right. And I'm so looking forward to that. I'm going to be, be part of it, and I'm looking so it's forward It's going to be smoking it. hot. I'm telling you, it's going to be yeah. awesome. And in fact, I'll tell you that right now it's being very awesome today. <laughs> uh, it, it's going to be really great. Uh, my, my heart and my desire more than anything is to equip, empower, and activate people to really engage life to the fullest, to get in the game, to get off the sidelines, to stop making excuses, uh, to stop comparing themselves to other people because... I, I do believe there is leadership qualities and great grace and gift in every human being. And that great grace and gift and message and cause and calling, all of that is is not for them. It's for the the people they're supposed to be helping along the way. Absolutely. And so as as uh, the last thing I want to ask you is that as you're engaging in, in the coaching practice, uh, you know, are you kind of, I guess I'm asking you to sort of validate the statistics that I'm catching here, and that is that more and more people are awakening to the possibilities. Are you seeing the same thing? Absolutely, absolutely. Coaching is is a wave. I mean, coaching really, ICF started in 1995, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just a little bit over 20 years old. And coaching is a wave that is becoming more and more. Now, a lot of people are still confusing coaching with consulting or mentoring or discipling and and those are all good things sure. but we don't want Just we don't want to throw them away yeah. but coaching really comes from the inside yes. and and that's really the difference matter of fact uh, another one that I really like uh, let me pull it up here uh, proverbs 25 the purpose in a person's heart is like deep water but one of understanding will draw it out that's what a coach does the coach that's draws good. out that deep water that's really good. Uh, the deep water's there. It's just sometimes we get we need some help finding right. that. Absolutely. That's really good, Dale. I like that a lot. So do me a favor. Uh, there's two major things that I'm aware you're involved in. One is this transformational leadership coaching program you mentioned a while ago. Tell tell my audience how can they research that, know about that, connect with that if they were to to feel led to do so. So the easiest way is just go to my website, coachdale.com slash Brian, and uh, there'll be a special page there for for your listeners, Brian. Awesome. With some discounts. And the next uh, transformational leadership program that I'm running is coming up March 8th. So it'll be right about two weeks from this podcast. So uh, when this podcast airs. And so uh, they can jump on board. The cost for the... It normally goes 12 weeks. I'm going to try and compress this one down to about nine weeks. Okay. Uh, so the cost is normally $300. And for your listeners, I'm going to have a special discount out there, probably 10, 15% off of that. That's great. But it's going to also include the printed manual, which normally you have to print yourself. And it's going to have a copy of Ford Taylor's book, Relational Leadership. That's great. So to, to my audience, let me just encourage you, uh, you all know, if you've listened to me at all, that I believe in investing in yourself. If you if you say you have a desire to grow as a leader and to make an impact, then it really is paramount that you take time out of your schedule to invest in yourself. It, it's imperative, really, that you invest some money in yourself. It, it 
deal. It drives me crazy. People will go to a movie night and spend 150 bucks on popcorn and big cokes and all that kind of stuff, right? And and all that, and yet they won't invest in a twenty dollar book or a three hundred dollar course or something. It just it, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. My audience is different. They're, they they get it, right? So I'm just saying if this message of becoming a transformational leader resonates with you, whatever the application of that looks like for you, I'm asking you to go to coachdale.com forward slash Brian, coachdale.com forward slash Brian, and really consider connecting with Dale for this next session coming up in the month of March. Super important. Now, I want to speak to another group of people quickly as we close this up, and that is uh, I also have a lot of really high-level leaders, uh, some some really high-level entrepreneurs, people that own businesses, have employees, and the whole deal that tune into this program regularly. Uh, you are a part of something that I've known about for a number of years now called Convene. It is, it's it's kind of it's not really a mastermind. It's more of a community, but it's such a support system, such a powerful model of how like-minded believers can come together or in the context of supporting one another in the business environment. Talk a little bit about that because I want these guys to know about that as well. Boy, you described it really well. It's Did not, I? It's not quite a mastermind. We call it a advisory peer group is what that's, we call that's it. That's great. And, and, and basically you get eight to 16 CEOs in a room for a day once a month. Okay. It's an investment of time. It's an investment of money. But they get so much more back by by really taking that step away and focusing on working on the business rather than working in the business. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. You do that. You get along with a group of other people. You also get ninety minutes of one to one executive coaching with me every every month as well as part of that deal. Uh, plus, you're doing life together with these other CEOs. Yeah. Okay, and it's just a great way. Um, and the thing about Convene is it is Christian-based. We start off the morning with a devotional. Uh, we always bring the biblical aspect into any decisions that are made. Uh, it's a great resource. Uh, you can go to convenenow.com is their main website. If you go to convenenow.com slash Dale Young, you'll actually see my my bio out there. Okay, so convenenow.com forward slash Dale Young, and you'll get information about that. So if you're a CEO, a business owner, and and you need community, you need support, uh, Jim Rome said years ago that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. I will tell you, you're not going to rise above that average. You're going to get stuck there. So if you need a group of people to challenge you, to hold you accountable, to support you as you grow in your life and in your influence, uh, I encourage you to be a part of that as well. Dale, man. What an awesome privilege it is to have you here. Uh, I feel like I've tapped into a deep well and only gotten a glass of water. So <laughs> I, 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 we may need to do this again at some point, but thank you again for your willingness to come down, to be here with us, and to, to speak into the lives of these great people that I get the privilege of talking to every week. Brian, I've enjoyed it so much. You've, you've kind of let me ramble and talk about things that are passionate and, and really on my heart and real, really close to my heart. And I so appreciate you. I appreciate your audience. And, uh, you know, I, I'm looking over at your plane and just seeing your plane soar through the sky there. <laughs> and it, it's a great privilege here. So thank you so much. Hey, thank you, Dale. And uh, so coachdale.com, everybody go there and do that right now. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Strategic Living Podcast. We trust this program has been a valuable resource and has challenged you to take your life and leadership to the next level. We invite you to join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com. As always, if this podcast and our other resources have benefited you, be sure to share them and pass it on. Until next time, may God bless you immensely. And remember, you are created for greatness.